0: And welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest, oh my gosh, this one is going to be a fun conversation. I am thrilled to have my business coach on the show today, Kelly Townsend. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. (laughs)
1: Oh my gosh, Michael, you're so generous. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited to be here myself. It's so great to be with you. It's always great to be with you.
0: Oh, darling, you know this is uh, this for me is a, is is a thrill. You were my business coach what 16 years ago, and then not look a-
1: any different either.
0: <laughs> That's not fair. Neither do you actually. Um, You know, and then, you know, life happens, right? We all sort of go and, and, and take different turns and things. And then about a couple of years ago, I tracked you down again. And what the beauty of this relationship was, it was as though we were gone like a day.
1: It was it was crazy, right? It really was like that. It was like, hey, how you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and and you're probably the the single person most responsible for this project of the podcast, which is now you know we we've been on oh my gosh, um, fifteen months now, and. It was that's one. What,
1: that's what you do, Michael. Right? I mean, <laughs> you create something, you take action, and that's the way that
0: goes. You know? It's it, it is. But this show isn't about me; it's about you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me how you got started in coaching.
1: Okay, okay. Well, you know, it's it's you know, like you say, it's like life's twists and turns. You know, it's very interesting. I how we end up where we do. Um, and at the same time, I don't say that like I didn't create it because I did. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I my husband and I actually, we'd owned different businesses and I, you know, worked in sales for IBM and uh, the San Francisco Federal Savings and Loan and different, you know, different places. And we were actually, when we moved to Florida, we were looking for something new. We both we wanted to create something new for ourselves, and when we came to uh, Florida, you know, I was looking. I, I just wanted my life to make a difference. You know, what can I take on? Who can I be for people? What could I be up to that would be really fulfilling for me? So, in that search, um, I, I actually I did an exploratory weekend program where I was really looking at myself. If I'm gonna you know, create something new. i I need to really get to know Kelly. you know what what's what's happening with Kelly? you know what why does she need something new? You know that type of thing. so, but when I was in that program, I discovered a new approach to producing results. Um, and I got really excited about it. I actually felt like, wow, I'm home. i uh-huh. I actually found a place that I could develop myself to make a difference for people. And it was actually out of me, uh, I don't want to talk too long about it, but just discovering my own blind spot, Michael, you know, because we all have blind spots, you know. And, you know, I was, I was sitting in that program, I, I don't know, probably the second day, and I remembered something. I remembered that when I lived in Los Angeles, one of the things that was most important to me was – I wanted a, uh, to be a singer. My whole life, I wanted to be a singer and an actress. And, and uh, I was uh, actually in final committee with Geffen Records. Um, and they decided the day that, that they were actually going to sign me, they dropped me and said, you know, I needed more experience. I needed more resources behind me, which was all very valid at that time. But I was destroyed. You know, I called my mom and dad. I said, your dreams really don't come true in life. I'm not that great. And I literally stopped singing. I mean, I wouldn't sing in the shower. I wouldn't sing with the radio. I just had the, an internal, you know, just temper tantrum, you know, like a two-year-old. But what I got about it was I actually said, your dreams don't come true. So life became for me about, I had to work hard, you know, be a good person, you know, like that, but it wasn't about people's, my dreams and people's dreams really being fulfilled. So when I saw that in that program, it just opened the whole world up for me. And I thought, wow, isn't this an interesting approach where you can support people in seeing their blind spots and it opens up a whole new realm of possibility for them, which then I was like, okay, that's what I mean, Mike, when I said I'm home because, oh, I'm going to do that in the business world for people. You know, I'm, I'm definitely going, going to take that on where people are freed up and their dreams really do come true. So,
0: that's… I, first of all, I can't believe I never knew this story because we've never asked. And it's crazy… That in the 16 years I've known you, it's sort of like it could have been such an incredibly different turn. And Mm -hmm. it's so amazing because now, you know, you've been the catalyst for other people's dreams reaching reality. And in so doing, so did yours.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it actually, to be honest with you, Michael, every day, right? You know, because that's the opportunity, you know, in making a difference. And, And to be honest with you, you know, watching you is, you know, it's an incredible experience for me. You know, it's, I always say, you know, how do you have your coach win with you? You win in life, right? You fulfill on what's important to you. And then, then I'm a winner, you know?
0: No, it's, and and it's been, you know, an incredible journey since we started working together again. But um, again, not about me, about you.
1: I'm sorry, it keeps turning that way, right? You know, I...
0: but no, but we have worked together so often, it's so long. And so, you know, so, so, you know, I said that you were one of the catalysts, uh, key catalysts for me doing this project. Share with the listeners, if you would please, a little bit about the importance of planning.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think, you know, I, mean, I think most people think that they don't need to plan Mm. for the future. And I think it's really critical for people to get that there's different kinds of planning. You know, so there's the kind of planning that's very predictable. You know, like you can probably predict your day tomorrow and most, you know, most aspects of the day. And, you know, it's pretty predictable and you can plan for what's predictable and that's fine and that's great. And then there's a whole nother kind of planning, which is the kind of planning that is about creating, creating some kind of something that you're up to that's bigger than maybe ways you wound up being or things that get your palms sweaty or you know, however that goes for you. But but the kind of planning that enlivens you, that empowers you and enlivens the people in your environment. Uh so you can't really do that without that kind of creating of you know, that kind of creative planning, I would say.
0: You know, and, and it's so true because it is that idea of 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 playing, right? And so we say that a lot. And even when we were talking about doing this podcast, it was just about let's go play. And absolutely it, that freedom of language comes those results right
1: mhm oh yeah it, very few people think about okay you know what if i could just play yeah play my life away right and play inside a game that's extraordinary yeah you know, that's you know I, I don't i think it's when we're when we are reduced to making life heavy and significant and mm. A problem and dealing with situations from there's something wrong when it doesn't go the way we want it to go. You know, that brings a heaviness to life, not a playfulness in life. But if you can create and be willing to open up a world and discover that world inside the creation. It's very different than, oh, I planned for something to happen. It didn't happen. It should have gone that way. There's something wrong. And now you're upset. And like that.
0: so there's a lot of elements to this because a lot of people deal with life that way. Right. It's sort of like something just happened to me. Right. And it's sort of like that's the programming. And it's not just the idea that something just happened. No, it wasn't to you. It just happened.
1: Yes, yeah, and that's right? yes, and that's critical, right? Getting that, yes. you know, it's in being being with life as it's happening. Uh, we like to say in our work, every way it is, every way it isn't. Yep. Rather than oh, life happens, and then I'm upset because it didn't go the way I thought it should go. You know, there's just there's absolutely no cheese down that tunnel for sure.
0: <laughs> no cheese down that tunnel. Where'd that come from?
1: <laughs> Probably some book I read. Right? Probably who moved my cheese or so. I don't. You know. <laughs> I
0: want to talk about the power of language. We're going to be talking about a lot of concepts on on today's show, but the power of language. You know, it's it's a lot of almost a throwaway saying for a lot of people, mm-hmm. except when you experience it. Mm -hmm. And that power of language is pretty amazing because that sense of language goes to our next concept, which we'll talk about in a moment, which is the power of creation. But what is the power of language in your estimation? Explain to the listeners what that is for you.
1: Well, first of all, I think what I discovered that was very useful for me is that I actually see the world through language, you know, like objects do not show up for me if I didn't have language for those objects. You know, I'm, you know, if you look around the room that you're in right now, everything that shows up for you shows up through language, right? So lamp, you know, desk, microphone, light, you know, just it, If you stop and take the time to look, you will see, oh, wow, yeah, everything in the world occurs for me, and it occurs for me through language. You know, Helen Keller really told that story very well for us. But uh, when you start to get that, that you see the world through language, when I say get it, it's like really discovering. I mean, you don't even have to believe what I'm saying. All you got to do is look around and see, oh, yeah, wow, I see the world through language. And if I'm seeing the world through language, then there's some language that must be running me and who I'm being in life. So, you know, ultimately, I get very interested in that. What, What? I will say it a little bit differently, what are the conversations Yeah that I live inside of, you know, that give me who I'm being, give me how I see the world. I am really interested in that, given that I see the world through language and I can create my life in language, then, boy, I got to get real interested in that. Um, and I have, and that's where you start to discover those blind spots that I was referring to, you know? Yeah. know, it's like, I was shocked. Wow. I I mean, I actually declared that your dreams really don't come true in life. That was a declaration, Michael. That was, I am so glad that I discovered that I said that. (laughs) You know, I, because I literally would have been doomed to a life of hard work and significance and proving myself and making it with people. And, you know, and when it doesn't, life doesn't have to go that way. You know, so, so there's a, I think it's a pretty big deal language and conversations. Absolutely.
0: I mean, just think about that just for our listeners, when you actually start thinking about, again, you don't have to believe it. It just is. So try to just try to sort of look at something and not use language to describe it. Right. It's impossible. Yeah. It's how we all live. It's yes. how we all communicate.
1: Yes. How so, we engage with the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But now it's also the moment that something in your mind clicks when you actually realize that we all live in the power of language. Of course, I'm speaking into a microphone. I'm like, you know, I can't describe it any other way because you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. Right. Of course, we're sort of like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you through my computer screen but it's something that these are all variables because we have the same language. But once you realize that we're actually doing that, then comes the power that comes with changing the language or the conversation and creating a new reality. So let's talk about the power of creation because that's also something that you and I work with a lot. And when we start talking about power of creation, I mean, it just sounds very grandiose and very godlike, right? <laughs> and, um, but you but you are your your own God of your own life, if you will, in a very microcosm of that. And you have the power to change your life and create your life into anything you want it to be. So, in some ways, that is very godlike. So, talk to me about what that means. For you, that sense of power of creation?
1: Well, I, I would have to say a little bit about you, that, you know, in distinguishing the conversations that may have limited me in the past or were, you know, I was blind to that were actually there for me that I was unaware that were there that I became conscious to. First of all, that was my access right? That was my access to getting, oh, I spoke this world into existence. I was the author of that world of your dreams really don't come true. And I was living in that world. And so, I could actually be responsible for, oh, yeah, I made that up and be responsible for that a human being has a capacity to declare as a matter of their word what their World can be. And so then I got really interested in my word. My word to create powerfully with my word. I had to create a powerful relationship to who I am is a person of her word. Because my word had to matter to me. If my word didn't matter to me, then whatever I'm going to create, you know, is, you know. Yes, (laughs) you know, yeah. So, I've, you know, it's like, I've got to first be able to trust myself that when I give my word to something, I follow through with that. And that begins with my word to myself. And I know you know exactly what I'm talking about, Michael, is that. You know, I've got to, you know, most people will tell me, well, my word is pretty good with other people, but when it comes to myself, it's not, you know, like I don't work out or I I don't manage my finances and, you know, different things like that, right? And um, what I got is wherever I can keep my word to myself, it feeds my word power so that when I go to create a big future, then I can trust myself to fulfill on that future.
0: Yes. (laughs) And so I have a huge smile on my face because I'm living proof of it. And, You you know, and it was, and it is that sense of having to have the honesty and the matter of your word has to be with you first.
1: Absolutely. Because you
0: can't sort of do it with anyone else without it being true to you. It goes back to, you know, when when the oxygen mask drops in the airplane and you're supposed to put yours on first because yes. you can't help anyone else unless you help yourself first.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And absolutely. that's such a true statement. But now, you know, tell me then, <laughs> how would that sort of work if you're trying to be the matter of your word and what you're trying to say is true to you? What if the person that you're talking to isn't there and doesn't have that same integrity? How does that a conversation go?
1: Yeah, that's really good, Michael, because, you know, I've worked with a lot of people who have a powerful relationship to their word, such as yourself, um, and I can't even tell you how quickly things move for people that that they actually get that their word is inside of performance distinct from looking at integrity or their word just as a virtue phenomenon but to actually look at it as very practical and performance and producing results so that's the, that's the first thing right so for people who have are challenged by that what i usually create with them is what i'm just going to call baby steps with your word yeah. you know and baby steps that you know and, and in fact you know, one of my uh, one of my practices that I actually do for myself to start my day as my word is I set my alarm for. I usually get up around five thirty. You know, sometimes six o'clock, but I set my alarm, and then right when my alarm goes off, I'm up. Yep. That's my opportunity to start my day as my word. Yep. And it's it just fuels me, right? Oh. Yep, I just started out as my word. See, because, you know, I used to, if the alarm went off, I'd press snooze a few times. I'd think about my day. I'd complain about what's ahead or whatever all that is that goes on with us internally. And I got, oh, I can wake up as, you know, my brain and all my brain wants to give me, or I can actually wake up as my word. That in itself is the beginning. Of fueling and empowering yourself is your word. So I recommend that people who are challenged in that, that they take one thing and then they work it and work it and work it. And then from there, they take on something else when they're reliable in that. And it's amazing what happens and how enlivening that is for people. So but now anyone can do that. that. That's, that's
0: very true. And now I want to come. I want to combine both of those concepts now. So now the power of your word and the power of creation. So now when you're actually being true to your word, now that you believe yourself in your word, now you're going to create a new reality for yourself, which is going to feel very foreign for you because it's not going to feel true, right? But it has to be true because you're true to your word. So
1: absolutely. Yes. How does that work? Yeah, so true to what you created, because for the brain, it's really great what you're saying. The brain, if if you create a big future mm. and your brain is going to be telling you, wait a minute, no, 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 it's gonna be giving you signals of that's not familiar. That's oh, there's too much uncertainty there. And when we're uncertain, then we're gonna be in trouble. The brain is always remembering the past. And you got to get that's the brain's past and the potential brain's future. But if you develop that kind of power with your word and you create that, and every day you're really at practice in discovering what it is to live a life as your word, then that the neuronal patterns of that past, those past conversations from the brain, it starts to become more comfortable with being uncomfortable in the uncertainty of your creative
0: future. I love that. It's a practice. (laughs) It is a practice. It is a practice. We've been doing it for two years now. Um, But now let's stay on that. Because you also taught me that your brain is 10 seconds ahead of your actions. Right? And so it goes to where you were comfortable. So, how do you become cognizant of that in order for you to change that pattern and that behavior that you were just alluding to? How does that work?
1: It's a really, really good question. So, there's, you know, a couple of different things. So, when we talk about that the brain is up to 10 seconds ahead of you, um, and boy, there's so much research on the brain now, you know, and lots of great books about about the brain, um, and uh, um, in fact, there's a great one by Daniel Kamen that's uh, Thinking Fast and Slow, Incognito, The Secret Lives of the Brain by David Eagleman, Joe Dispenza, you know, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. So, if you want to know more about that kind of thing. But uh, um, given that the brain at the level of subconscious is up to 10 seconds ahead of you, it is predicting your future before you're even aware of predicting your future. So…
0: Say that again, because that is incredibly (laughs) impactful. And I have to tell you that that literally changed my life. So say that again, please. Yes.
1: So your brain, think of your brain as a prediction machine. So it's, you know, the given that your brain is always predicting for your survival, which, by the way, you're happy that your brain is predicting for you because, you know, you wake up in the morning, you don't go, oh, my God, who is that in the mirror? You know, (laughs) you know,
0: sometimes you do. Yeah. (laughs) It's a scary day. Well, way. yeah, with aging, yeah, <laughs> Not true,
1: actually, but uh, but at least you know who you're looking at, right? That's right? Yeah, so so, but given that it's predicting and it's ahead of you, it's like, wow, I got to be able to get my hands on my brain. How do I get my hands on my brain? And that's this, you know, it's really that awareness. Uh, and discovery of we have found uh, a great access is through what's actually going on with you in other words what are the thoughts that are there what is, you know if it's if mostly if it's familiar and it's the same old conversation you're singing the same from the same songbook you can get oh i'm now being given by the brain's future not my created future. So part of when you're creating a future every day, you must be, I'm going to say dwelling in what, what is this, what does this actually look like today? Mm. So if, you know, know, I created this whole possibility of a new kind of leader in the world and a world that works for everyone with no one left out you know every day i am actually in that exploration and discovery process so it's not about me having to know about that future uh be an expert about that future um but me being willing to create and discover that future through dwelling and discovery. And I, to be honest with you, Mike, I can't, you know, I'm so fortunate my daughter, you know um, my granddaughter's learning how to walk this week. Wow. So, you know, just before you and I got on Ellie was uh, Ricky sent me Ellie, you know, trying to walk around a corner. It was hilarious. I mean, she looks like a little drunk, right? You know what I mean? (laughs) Just, you know, like that, you know, but when I was watching, I was like, wow, she's discovering walking. Yes. You know, and, and she's discovering, you know, when she points to your eye and says, I now, and she points to the note, you know, it's like she's discovering this whole world of language and there's an excitement there for her you know, and, you know, something happens with us over time where it all just becomes business as usual. You yeah, know, yeah. when really, if, 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 if you were willing to look at your business and your life and your career as an opportunity to continue to discover and create, uh, you will find it will be a most enlivening life.
0: It's that tabula rasa. It's sort of like, how do we get back to a clean slate? Right? How do we see things through an infant's eyes? And when you start playing and allowing yourself to create, it's when magic happens.
1: Oh, my God. It's so true. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Well, I know you know. It's like you teach. (laughs) (laughs) So you and I also speak about a global voice. Mm -hmm. What does that mean Mm -hmm. to you?
1: Mm -hmm. That's, uh, you know, Gosh, I'm getting kind of emotional as you ask that. You know, as I said to you, you know, the creative future for me is a world that works for everyone with no one and nothing left out. And, you know, one of the things I've learned, you know, in coaching people all over the world is that we all want the, the same things. That's you right. know, you know, and I mean, you know that better than anybody. I you're the most global citizen I've ever met, you know. So but really, you know that we all, it's it's not about really our differences. it's it really is about what we have in common. And what I see that we have in common is the human condition. you know, the the human condition of of the concern for one's survival and and being given by uh, and honestly inheriting conversations that really don't work for us. Uh, That we are unaware of. So, as a, you know, I see this whole possibility of us all getting that we can all make a difference Mm -hmm. and we can all contribute to one another. Um, And to be honest with you, Michael, I really see, you know, we've talked a lot about integrity today and the, this what we call the new model of integrity where you're looking at integrity as not a virtue phenomenon but as you know having life work having relationships work honoring who you say you are honoring your agreements with people that that crosses all boundaries in language and geographically you know that's the possibility that we are for one another so, um, you know, I just think an enriched life is really being interested, intrigued, and willing to discover all the nuances of all the different cultures in the world and the possibilities that we all are as a contribution to one another.
0: The globe is the greatest university. It's really <laughs> learning from everyone else exactly what you just said. And, you know, and and, and it's so true because what binds us and what mi- makes us more whole and there's more that unites us than separates us. Okay. And it is so, you know, it, it, it we all want the same things.
1: Oh, we really do, you know. And i i've It's been interesting uh, with this year with COVID. Yeah, because I've been leading our uh, our leadership programs, and I've had people from all over the world on Zoom. You know, because we used yeah. to go to different locations and doing right. right. But the thing that's been so great in this year with our leadership programs is now we've got people from all over the world in them. And everyone's dealing with the same thing. You know, my kid can't go to school. I got my kid here. Are you okay with that? I got it. You know, somebody's at the door, (laughs) you you know, know. but all these people still standing for being a leader, right? And being a leader in their life in the face of it. And and I mean, a global community. And I think they got so much value out of it, you know, where they saw, oh, yeah, we're all dealing with the same stuff here. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, so every, everyone had a lot of compassion for one another, and I think it was a great learning experience.
0: I love that. So you now coach people all over the world, and I know that you and I met in uh, um, when 2005, I think it was, when we were uh, doing a real estate training with the team that I was running at the time, and so. Um, tell me, I know that you've done a lot of real estate coaching. And since this is a real estate podcast, I wanted to bring your expertise in because you have a very different lens than many of the guests that are here because you've coached a lot of people, but you coach them from a different perspective. So what would be three pieces of advice you would give someone entering the real estate industry today?
1: Okay, so three pieces of advice. You know that is tough, man. (laughs) Three pieces, right? (laughs) Uh, But I have you know done some thinking about that. I I I think one of the biggest the biggest things that I've seen in in working in your industry is that when people come into your industry, they they need to think about okay, so you know who am i and what am i going to be about and who am i going to be for the people that i'm engaging with you know i think it's very important to get very clear about who you're going to be for people and what you're going to be up to and i want to say in your business as well you know so even though you know your persona you know your integrity how you carry yourself all of that it can seem like it's me, the, you know, and people will look at, they won't look at their business as a business. No. They look at it as like my job and my commissions and you know, like that. And they don't set themselves up as business owners, you know, actually setting themselves up as business owners, understanding the value cycle of their business and getting that set up. So I think that's critical because mostly, you know, when I have worked with people, that's where they haven't started out well in that, you know, and then they get into tax problems and, you know, Absolutely. different things like, you know, all of that. So, really putting on, there's the sales hat, right? So, I'm selling and I'm enrolling people, right? And then there's the business owner's hat and you've yep. got to be able to schedule time for, for both, you know, um, so that for sure. And then, secondly, what's the best way for you to generate leads? You know, you know, for some people, it really works to sit for two hours a day and pick up the phone and, but yeah, you know, yeah, you know, like that. For some people, that really works. You know, for some people, it's having appointments with people in their network and having lunch and, but you That's know. Right that That you've really got to find what's the best way for you, you know um and i and i I have had people be successful in a lot of different forms of how they're creating you know their activity for uh lead generation, so yeah, yeah so so that would be see that was one two, and then Actually, I
0: think you gave me three, I think oh I did one. okay. Yeah, because the first one is, you know, you talk about you know who you are. So, we always sort of say, what's your why? Hmm. Why are you in this business, right? And the second one, almost everyone says it's about business planning. And then the third one is really figuring out how you're going to implement that plan. Yes. Right? Yeah. I like that. So there's a lot of great consistency that comes when I ask this question of my guests. And, you know, and it's sort of like for the listeners, it's really wonderful to hear that there is consistency in the responses for someone coming into the business new. Because everyone that's a guest on the show has a different lens of how they're seeing this situation. So I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: well, and what you're saying about consistency as well, because yes. I, I, I think that consistency is critical. 100%. And you know, uh, we work inside of operating states, you know, That's like right. when you're creating, you're in this formulation, and then you move into concentration, and then you go from concentration to momentum. But most people they want to have this breakthrough before they've actually laid the groundwork and actually. You know, taking action consistently in concentration—you cannot get past taking action consistently in concentration. You're not. You can't get past it.
0: It's like your granddaughter trying to go around the corner right now. Yeah, right. Exactly (laughs) what it is. She's got. She's building her plan on how she's going to do that smoother. But right now, she's on her building blocks.
1: Oh, so, she is. Oh, what, what you're saying, it just really describes my little video of her, right? <laughs> because she actually stops and then she turns, she, she, you know.
0: <laughs> I love that. So I have a great question for you. What is the greatest lesson you've ever learned in your career?
1: That is so easy for me. What is it? Uh, the That who I am is, as a person is my word. Mm. And that, you know, People can take your house away. They can take your kids away. They can take your furniture. They can take all your money. But the one thing that people can never take from you is your word. I love that. And that's uh, that's really gotten me through the roller coaster ride of life, really. you know.
0: That's powerful. Yeah. I love that one. Mm-hmm. And then my final question for you, Kelly, in your book of life, What is this chapter called?
1: Oh, my God. I did so much thinking on that. but (laughs) Okay. So, it's The Best is Yet to Come.
0: Love it. I love it. You are such an amazing human being. And how do people get a hold of you so that they want to find out more about Kelly Townsend? Share with how, how do they, how do they get a hold of you? What's your website?
1: My website is leadersteam.com. So that's just leadersteam.com. And, uh, and then my email is kelly at leadersteam.com, K-E-L-L-Y. And that's I appreciate great. you letting me share that.
0: Are you kidding? You have absolutely, you changed my life back in 16 years ago. 17 years ago, whatever it was. And it was, I'm so glad that I found you again two years ago. And, you know, to, to really look at this trajectory that, uh, that I've done with, with you and the notes that we had from that very first day one session, uh, which I still have, um, and, and look back to and the growth and the gift that you've given me. Mm -hmm. I am forever grateful to you and, you know, your friendship and your love and and everything is just amazing. And I thank you for the candor of this conversation and how you've helped others across the globe today with this conversation and people we may never know. Mm -hmm. So thank you for everything you do.
1: Thank you, Michael. You're so generous and it's just my pleasure always to be with you and, you know, When I look in your direction, all I can see is the best is yet to come.
0: (laughs) Me too, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're still creating. Yes. We're still having (laughs) sessions. (laughs) So thank you again, Kelly. And thank you for all of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez.